Hey there, this is your girl, Antoinette Tillman. I am coming through today simply to discuss something, and I believe that this can be beneficial to all who hear, you know, um, as it has helped me a ton, and it also is something that I still use to this day. Um, I remember when I had a group that I was working with, and I love to work with groups first and foremost. One-on-ones are fantastic, but I love to work in groups because we challenge each other and there's accountability there to kind of keep the momentum going, even when we have moments of weakness where we don't feel, and this weakness that I'm speaking of is times where we just don't feel it. (laughs) Like, man, I've been studying, I've been praying, I've been trying to grow and develop, but right now I just feel like, ugh. And we all have those moments where we feel like, ugh. (laughs) And what does that mean? That means the more... For me, the closer I get to God, the more I pray and get in his presence, the more he reveals who I am and where my heart is. And when he's revealing where my heart is, I can be praying about my husband. I can be praying about my children, but then the Lord will, you know, he'll start to hone in on, okay, look at your response and your reaction. And let's, because we can't change people. It is not, other people are not in our control to change them, but we can change the way we respond and allow life to affect us. So today I wanted to talk about the positioning of the heart, where the heart is positioned and postured. And I feel like if I start with this, um, it'll help, right? So I really do want to deal with matters of the heart today. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we want to deal with matters of the heart. All right, let's start with this. I like to think about it when Adam and Eve, they were in the garden. God knew everything there is that there there was to know about Adam and Eve. He created them. He created them in his very image. He took one rib out of Adam, put one in um, Eve, and then boom, there you go. You have the first husband and wife (laughs) you have the very first the the mother and the father of all creation so to speak and they had everything that was needed as pertaining to life they were in such they were in God's favor in such a way that they were able to name animals y'all so zebras lions tigers lambs oh my they named all of that (laughs) lions and tigers and bears oh my wizard of Oz um so they were able to name the animals they had favor with god they walked with god they were in the presence the knowing presence of god and god was with them you know and that matters not just because god is omnipresent he's everywhere right but also they knew that they were with god and god was with them and I just think about whenever they finally decided to sin and whenever they sin, God asked, where are you? That question to me was a very big question. You have a God who knows all, sees all, created all. Nothing is here that is seen that wasn't created by him who is now asking a question, where are you? God is not asking them to drop their location. He's not asking them you know, he don't need a GPS for their geographical location and trying to play hide and seek. Where are you? God knew exactly where they were physically, but the positioning of their heart was far from him. So he wanted them to recognize their disposition from him. Where, Adam, where are you? Adam, hiding himself behind some figs, lies. 
you know, he's hiding as if you can hide from God, but he can't. But where are you? And again, I am looking at the positioning and posture of their hearts where Jesus says, why do you say, Lord, Lord, and do not what I come in? He asked the same questions like, why do you say one thing with your lips, but your heart is far from me so it is possible for a person to be in the same geographical location where you are standing right next to you but their hearts be very far from you so it matters where your heart is why because it's from the very issues our issues of life that we face it comes from where our heart is jesus um where it says guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the very issues of life jesus um had to come up he got onto the the pharisees when they was questioning you know um the hand the hand cleaning and being unclean he said no it's not what goes inside of the mouth that defiles a man but rather what comes out of the heart he started to deal with the things that come out of the heart out of the heart comes murder lying adultery idolatry all of these things come from the heart so if these things if if we are faced with issues in our life because of where our heart is positioned and if the very things that we see as a big problem in this earth adultery idolatry murder hatred all those things if that comes from the heart then it matters where our heart is located and where it can be found and this is just an encouragement to place and position and posture our hearts open first and foremost to god open our hearts to god what is the heart the heart is the mind the will and the emotion make sure that our hearts our mind is postured that let this mind be in you that is also in christ jesus we are allowing Christ's mind to have full reign over our own mind. For me, you guys, so listen, I love to work with people dealing with how they think, you know, and letting them and reminding them that you you can control what you think. You can control what you think. People don't know that. You know, we are in control. It is okay to sit back and think about what you're thinking about. But for me, on the other hand, I think a lot and I know everyone is different but I had to battle overthinking overthinking over processes over analyzing come on this this situation is one little tiny situation but it's been turned to a giant because it's been over processed over analyzed and turned into something that is not making up conversations for other people that they never even had or never even said what they could say might say so you don't say you discount yourself from doing things I like working with people because i understand the battle the battle is real the battle that happens between these eyes and in the mind is real and a lot of times it discounts you from arriving to the place god designed for you to arrive to or it can cause you not to apply yourself and to to become what god is creating he created for you to become and that all matters for what we allow to get into our hearts and one of the ways whenever i was doing a study um a while back dealing with matters of the heart first and foremost doing a heart check whenever you go to the hospital and they what they do is they ask for your family they want to know what what was in your family experiences what is in your family history that can contribute that it could be contributing to your health is there heart failure in in your family history is there heart diseases in your family history you know what is in your family is there heart attacks is there you know what has happened in your family that can contribute to your health and that is very vital and important to 
sit back and have those moments that you can sit and look and and write down is there some family history come on all of us dealing with this let's go back spiritual all of us have history things that we have that have happened in our lives that has in fact that has impacted where our heart is located it has impacted how the conditions of our current heart and it matters is our heart palatable is our heart moldable for God to be able to do with it whatever he wants to do with it and that we trust him to do what he wants to do with it and that matters because uh, it, it, our mind our will are we willing you think we talk about children a strong-willed child who you tell them to do one thing they could want to go to sleep they can be sleepy as all get outs right and you make a suggestion oh do you want to go lay down no I don't want to lay down and there's a big fight this is two-year-old right two one-year-old three-year-olds <laughs> crying out loud my six-year-old sometimes um but there's a fight for what? Because they're strong-willed and they don't want to do exactly what they're being told to do. Romans 7, Paul talks to us about these two wills at war within himself. He said, the things I know not to do, those things I do. Those things I don't want to do are the things I find myself doing. And this was this is very important when we're dealing with the will. The will of man, the will with that that strong will, and sometimes when God gives a suggestion to forgive someone, oh, I don't want to forgive them. Forgiving is not just smiling in their face and living alongside them. Truly forgiving someone is letting down, letting go the offense, letting go the wanting to have them pay for what they did. Forgiving them is choosing to release them and to release yourself from the grip of wanting to see them pay for what they did wrong. And those things are vital because God said, forgive others, right? Because he's first forgiven us. And he also goes on to say, if we don't forgive others, he cannot forgive us. Why do we forgive? Because we serve a gracious God that knows every single thing that we've ever done, every single thought that we've ever thought, and yet he still saw fit to forgive us because of the blood of Jesus? What? In that same sense, you he knows all the details. Sometimes we don't know all the details. We only know what we think we know. And when we ask that person, like, hey, or we, if you have a adult conversation with that individual, and then if they express to you, oh, that's not what I meant, oh, I apologize, or I was offended. They tell you, oh, I was offended, so I reacted and responded, and they apologize. You know, sometimes in a grown conversation, you can be able to iron out the kinks, but that's not always reality. Reality is he say, she say, and it's back, tit for tat, back and forth. And both people are offended and seeing what they want to see and wanting to get their voices heard and fighting for their rights. But if we continue to fight for our rights, we would have been in hell. <laughs> it's a song that says that. If I fight for my rights, I'll be in hell tonight. And that's as real as it gets. So it's not up to us to just keep fighting for our rights. God had all rights to to call it quits with us, but he didn't. God had all rights to send every single human being who's ever sinned. We were born into sin. Every single human being who has sinned, he would have the rights to send us to hell, but he didn't. He had mercy and grace. Grace is something that we don't deserve. Mercy is when he bestowed his benevolent and just love and grace upon us. Either way, he's given it to us, you know, and if he saw fit to do that while we were yet sinners, he died for the ungodly. We should be able to forgive someone when they come and ask for forgiveness, 
how many times did Jesus tell him? <laughs> and if they keep coming back asking you for forgiveness, 70 times 7, what do you, that's what they ask, you know, 70 times 7. No, keep forgiving. As long as they're asking you and they're um, coming to you about it, allow that bridge to continue to stay open. I was not going into that, but I did want to say that because sometimes God comes and he tries to to, to correct us in certain areas. Because why? Who the Lord loves, he corrects. And when he brings that correction, we have to make sure we're not so strong-willed against him that we're resisting his correction. Emotions. Do we want to go there, right? That our emotions, make sure that that is something that is in the hands of God, that he's able to mold us in a way that we're not ruled by our emotions. Me, I tell you like this, emotions change like the weather. I'm from Oklahoma. I live in Texas now. The weather, come on somebody, in Oklahoma growing up, I remember it can be sunny outside, tornadoing during the afternoon, and then just hot as I don't know what moving into the evening and then back freezing cold like it's about to snow by night the weather has went through every single climate <laughs> like the weather has changed into all these things throughout all the course of the day and it's like okay make your mind up we, we i know a few people i've joked with that the weather in oklahoma is bipolar now this <laughs> living in texas it's not that far off to be completely honest with you um but yes, God, our emotions can be like the weather, constantly changing over and over and over. You know, the the emotions don't have, it's not predictable. It's very unpredictable. And those, we have to make sure we're not being ruled and led by our emotions. Listen to this. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? This is why it's vital to keep your heart in the hands of God because it's deceitful above all things. No one can know it. The heart, you cannot, it's not wise to follow your heart to wherever it's leading because one day it can like this person, then dislike them. So you don't want to go into a marriage because one day you like somebody and then you know, you, you want to make sure or fall out of your marriage. I was married, I was in love, but I know I fell out of love. Love, according to the word of God, it does not fail. First Corinthians 13, right? Love, where, where God is, love is patient, love is kind. It does not boast, it does not envy, it is not puffed up. You know, love, God's love is perfect and it's abounding and it's growing, right? And it's only, if we allow only God to define what true love is or what, um, and we only allow God to define where our heart should be and the conditions of our heart, we can keep our hearts safe from having a spiritual heart attack, a heart attack. What does that look like in the spirit when you're, you know, that burnout, you're tired, just numb. I've seen people who've grown completely numb to God, numb to everything around them, and they're just over it. They're going through the motions, going through church. They haven't stopped going to church, y'all. They haven't stopped, you know, playing, oh, God bless you. But inwardly, they're completely numb and shut off. They can sing their tell-offs, singing before the Lord and playing instruments and preaching but they're completely cut off from God and they're cut off from people and they're over it. I've seen people who've embittered, so bittered by life and the things that happen that so negative. No matter what you tell them, they find a negative thing out of what's going on. They'll try to drain. It's like a lemon, right? Or or a python. They just try to suck the very life and the goodness out of things because, you know, and then you see the 
different heart diseases that can happen in the natural you see that in the spirit anger that anger you know that just constant anger the bible says has not have nothing to do with an angry person for it says for the anger of man cannot produce the righteousness of god and there's times that we do get angry because the bible says be angry but sin not but we're not supposed to be ruled and led and governed by our anger you know anger starts war Anger starts wars and, 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 and calamity and causes hatred and murder. The Bible says to hate someone is to murder them, right? So we don't want to have our hearts being led and guided by our emotions in any way, form, or capacity. So I'm going back to, 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 to making sure we're doing the necessary things to guard our hearts. The body, the natural body is made where we have a rib cage. The rib cage is designed to protect and guard our um, natural hearts from easily ex- just being easily exposed and penetrated by outside and exterior things. We have our we have our rib cage. And I think about the rib cage. Rib cage is made up of 24 ribs. There's, you know, so with the 24 ribs, and this is just a quick little homework assignment, whatever you want to call it, find 24. Look, that's a lot of scriptures. You can do 12. <laughs> well, there's seven, um, there's seven of the ribs that are connected to the, to the exterior rib that first starts the protection. So let's start with seven. Seven is a number of completion. So let's do that. Find seven scriptures that you can have that can help you guard your heart against being so easily angered, embittered, um, numb, hardness of heart. The Bible says, when you hear my voice, harden not your heart. So when God speaks, you're more palatable. You're quick to move, quick to respond. And I'm telling you, that will cause you to live the life you need to live in Christ. Whenever he speaks, you move. I, I love this little saying, make my feet like hind's feet. So whenever the hind the, the the baby deer, wherever the mom, it only puts its foot in the imprint, the foot, you know, right after. So it's stepping. The, the Bible says, be ye imitators of God. The way that we want to imitate, the word imitate, follow, pattern. So we can pattern our lives after the way God wants us to do it. That is putting yourself in a position that you're being, it's easy for you to follow. You're easy to submit. The word submit is yielding. You're yielding to the spirit of God. So the Bible says to be what? Slow to speak, slow to get angry, but quick to listen. You're, it's easier and you're quicker to listen and quicker to respond to whatever he's telling you to do. And and, and that will cause momentum. That's like, I, I, I thank God for the word practice in the Bible. It talks about you know, being practicers, practitioners, first John, um, he who practices sin becomes a slave to it, right? And then talks about being practicing of righteousness. So righteousness is those things that are in right standing with God, right? Practicing, I think about a, a doctor, they're practicing, right? A practitioner. So it, it only comes and it only becomes habitual the more you put in practice. I think about a, bas- a baseball player, The they don't have to sit up there after they've practiced day in and day out they it's it's like natural for them to hit a home run because when the ball comes it's it's all kind of embedded in muscle memory right now it the muscles remember and it's the same thing we want our heart to start to remember that this is my father speaking i want to be i want to move i want to do what the father tells me to do with my children with my husband at work when i'm with other people in order for me to love my neighbor as i love myself i have to have a heart that is you know moldable 
and I'm gonna end you I'm gonna end with this um I'm good for my part twos right I always come back and be like we're gonna do part two we'll see um but I love to end with Ezekiel 36 26 where God talked about a new covenant that he has with his people that he will remove the heart of stone to put the heart of flesh the amplified version says that they may be sensitive and responsive to the spirit of God God said this new covenant I give unto you this is what God wants from us and so we should want that to to literally come to him Romans 12 and 1 right presenting our lives as living sacrifices holy and acceptable unto God that's our reasonable act of service that's our reasonable act of worship you know presenting ourselves and it says being not conformed to this world but being transformed by the renewing of our minds allowing the word of God that seven things that I was wanting us to get is seven scriptures that can help protect and guard against you know, to guard our hearts, those seven scriptures to come in and renew our minds, to see the transformation that God desires for us to see in these areas of our lives. I want to see you guys be more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. I want to see you guys walking on things that God has called you to walk on and not drown. Peter was called to walk on the water and not drown. He started to drown in the very thing that God gave him power to stand on. So it says, after you've done all to stand, stand therefore fighting the good fight of faith. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we continue to fortify ourselves in our minds with the word of God, we will be able to stand. And, and, and with this little homework, so to speak, speak that word over yourself. Speak the word over your life that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus that's one that I can do that God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all I may ever ask or think that's two that I am confident of this very thing that he that has begun a good work he will bring it into completion that's uh, Philippians 1 and 6 that's three that I am confident of this very thing that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living that's four that God's thoughts towards me is of good and not of evil to give me a future and a hope jeremiah jeremiah 29 11 that's five um you find your own right i'm just going off the top of my head i don't have notes i snuck to my car this is a little secret on my podcast i snuck to my car to do a quick podcast um so yes i just encourage you to do that homework i'll be doing it along with you um if you want to reach out and tell me how things are going with you you can reach me at she changed the narrative at gmail.com or you can visit me at she changed the narrative.com um i thank god for you i thank god for your support of our ministry uh reclaim life um and i just pray that you just continue to be encouraged encouraged you know, and, and encourage someone else. That's my encouragement to you. I want to pray with you. God bless you. If you have any questions, definitely reach out. Well, Father God, I just thank you for my brother and sister, Lord in Christ, that listens to this, Father. I just pray you would encourage them. I pray that you will show them tools of how to further guard their hearts with all diligence, knowing that out of it flows the very issues of life. Lord, if there's issues in their lives um, that are now reaping habit due to them not guarding it, Lord, I pray you start to make the crooked places straight. I pray you give them discernment and show them areas, Lord God, where their heart has now has been diseased, where there's been embittered, there's numbness, Lord, there's weakness. I pray right now for strengthening their hearts, God, right now, Lord God. I pray that you will, Lord God, 
perfect those things which concern them, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will continue, Father, to, to, to keep them from stumbling and present them faultless unto you. Draw them closer, Lord. You said if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us, Lord God. You said cleanse your hands, you sinner, Lord. I pray even, Lord, that they will start to feel their hearts with your word, Lord. As you said, Lord Jesus, if we feel our word, feel your word in our hearts, Lord, you said that our joy may be filled, Lord God. I just pray right now that you will continue to, to be their guide and lead them and direct them into all truth. And I pray your perfect will be done. Let your kingdom come, flood their heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And you get the glory out of every aspect of their life. And where they're weak, I pray your strength will be perfected. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, love you guys. Take care. Bye.